Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Nick Notes. We are recording today on Martin Luther King Day. So first, a uh, moment to honor the incredible civil rights leader and the work he and so many like him have done to advance the cause of equality for all human beings. Uh, to me, it's a privilege to work on Martin Luther King Day because he wanted us all to work for a better society. Uh, I am incredibly honored to have today's guest on Nick's Notes. Uh, she's a woman named Nicole Rodriguez, and she runs a company called NRPR. You'll see a link to her company in the notes below. It's a PR company with 16 clients that she's run and founded as a minority uh, woman entrepreneur eight years ago. And Nicole's story is fascinating. And Normally, people like me like to bring our customers on, right? She's a vendor. She is my PR agency. I pay her, and I'm yet, I'm so thrilled to have her on. And the core of my conversation with her today will be about how PR can be so incredibly effective for small, early stage uh, tech and health tech companies to really build a presence, right? Because it, to me, it's the secret sauce, right? But before I get there, I want to tell you a little bit about Nicole. She is not only the first woman in her family, first person in her family to go to college and finish college. She's about to get her MBA from UCLA. She was a cheerleader on the lots, uh, what was the Oakland Raiders, became the head cheerleader, then traded in her pom-poms for a different kind of cheerleading, which is to do PR, and became lead PR and public relations for the Raiders football team for years and years and years, working closely with the Davis family, then started a PR firm and works largely with health tech clients. And I've been a client of hers at Heal and Hey Renee for, I think, going on five years now. Um, she's raised an amazing daughter who's about to go to grad school. And uh, so welcome, Nicole. It's an honor to have you on the program. No, thank you. Thank you for uh, this amazing introduction. I appreciate it. Um, so let's just jump in and ask the question. Because I, when I give entrepreneurs advice, I often say the best investment you will make in building your brand is a small investment in PR, relatively speaking, to ads or anything else. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. I absolutely do. I think um, not just because I've been in PR, but also because I've had other marketing roles and I've actually worked within advertising companies too. And you have to look at all of the levers that you can pull and having limited resources as a startup, PR is the one avenue that you can take that actually helps you to authentically tell your story and helps you position well um, and get a lot of bang for your buck even early on. And and what does PR help a small company build their brand? And if so, how? Yeah, I, the answer is yes. And, and the reason why is because in order for PR to be effective, you have to really have a grip on what your vision is, what your value proposition is, how you want to take that to the markets, what your audiences are. And it, it makes entrepreneurs think, okay, how do I actually want to position myself in this market and how do I want to say it? And once you get a grip on how to say that, then you look at the different channels. There's so many media outlets. Which ones are going to help me authentically tell my story the best? And then how do I level up in that way? And I think because of all of the strategy that it takes to actually do PR right, it's like forcing a founding team to say, 
let's agree on who we are, at least where we are right now, and how we take that to the public. And one of the the other arguments against using a PR firm that I hear that I think is wrong, and but I want to hear your reasons, is, <laughs> oh, well, everyone can put a press release on Business Wire. Everyone can email all the writers because their emails are all online now, right? What yep. is a what does a firm like NRPR do that's different than an entrepreneur doing it themselves? I love that question. And the answer is become a bridge to the media. So, Nick, what you don't know behind the scenes is we have something called a homies tab on your media list. So when we first start with a client, usually the homies tab is blank. You don't have any friendships with media on your behalf before we start working with you and them. And what happens is we formulate your first announcement and we go to the people who either have covered competitors, people that we know would be interested, right? We do all that vetting for you. Of course, you can go out and email people, but is that what you want to be doing as a CEO? The answer is no, yeah. right? So we go and we, we look for the right people. We vet it. And then we say, look, I think this company should be on your radar. What do you think? And some of them will say, eh, come back to me later. Okay, well, that's not a homie. And some of them are going to say, oh, my gosh, like, Nick, you were just on an interview last week with somebody who was on the fence about whether or not he should be paying attention to Hey Renee. You got on the phone with him, and he was like, oh, my gosh, please keep me posted. Well, yeah. guess what? You just made a homie. So on the back on the back end, what we're doing is continuing to build that relationship, saying hi to him, hey, giving you a heads up that we're working on something great check your email for me in about two weeks. Those are all of the public relationship building tactics that we use on your behalf to ensure that just like this last announcement with Hey Renee that was made, you guys got 59 real press hits. Yep. That wasn't press release regurgitations. That was real press that yep. was then syndicated. Yep. And, and so tell me what, you think when when a lot of the VC funded refrain is, well, we're very focused and and people like me who believe in PR and awards, well, they care too much about awards and not enough about revenues. Tell me why that's a crap. That's a totally incorrect statement. It's a completely incorrect statement. Those awards are validators, right? People. When people are on the fence about making a decision on whether or not they want to use a service, they, you know, there are some people who might see an ad and say, okay, I'm interested in this. But if they see your award-winning uh, Inc. 500, Fast Company This, Webby Awards, they're going to be like, I'm using the best service. Wow. It's been recognized by people who are paid to vet each and every one of these services, and they've won. Okay, good. Well, then... It's a trust builder, and that's what PR can do. Yeah. It builds trust so that it can further build your sort of audience and user base. So the thing I'll, I'll take a moment to say to, to entrepreneurs who are listening to this is that what PR does is everything you want to do in an early stage. Obviously, everyone does it when they're later stage. We're a seed and seed two funded company. Nicole's been working with us since our first seed round announcement. Here's what it does. It is a recruiting tool. You put the stories on the new people read it. Oh, cool. And then they see it on your LinkedIn. And But it's not just you saying, hey, we're great. It's somebody else saying you're great, right? It is a branding tool. 
It's a fundraising tool because every time the stories get out there, we announced our C2 round last week. And in that, in the ensuing four days, I think it is, we announced last Thursday, in the ensuing four or five days, I've gotten 11 inbound VC notes, including two of the best known VCs out there saying they want to talk to me about my next round already. They wouldn't have heard of me. They One of them was ignoring my own emails to them, right? So it's business development, it's recruiting, it's goodwill, it's branding, it's all of those things. And you're going to make about a seven to $12,000 a month investment. If you think about that, it costs you about $70,000 a month, $70,000 to recruit one engineer, okay? $100,000 to recruit one executive. That's one person. This is, you're going to spend 10 grand a month. And you're going to be able to tell your narrative. And what a good PR firm or company does is they let you tell your story and it builds, right? When we were heel and we, when I was running heel and we were doing local stories, everyone was like, we're not going to cover you for national news until you're national. We're not going to cover you for national news until you're national. But Nicole kept building the groundswell until we were on ABC Nightline News, which was a nat, which is obviously national and it's national television, right? So, Nicole, what, how should, obviously you're the best and we all know that, but how should a small company that just got two to three to four to five million dollars, how should they approach this process? What should their expectations be? How much should they plan to invest? How, what, tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm loving this, Nick, because honestly, I wish every CEO had your mindset because you get it. Right. And that's why it's so awesome working with you. So if you're a an early stage startup and you've raised your first three to four million dollars, first of all, congratulations. Second, let the world know about that. That first announcement about whether it's a seed round or whatever, it might not feel like a lot to you, but it's a it's a way to get on people's radars. It's a way to say we've just raised money. Here's why. And here's how we're going to spend that money. Are you recruiting? Are you expanding you know, your executive bench? What's your vision? This is the first opportunity to actually take that to the world in a meaningful way and say, we're good enough to have been given this, you know, this big old check. Here's why you should just keep us on your radar. And then you should actually plan to have a follow-up announcement another month or two later. If you say, I've raised this money and we're gonna be adding people to our executive bench, follow up and say, guess what we've just done? We've added a CFO, a CTO, and a CMO. We're, we're basically keeping our word. What happens is you have, and, and Nick, you have a lot of great homies in the LA tech mm. and LA business world. Why? Because they know that when you're raising money, you're not just raising money and sitting on it. You're raising money and you're making moves. You're adding things, partnerships, people. And guess what? They like to follow that yeah. storyline. So for those who are in that boat, think about that. Share your first funding announcement. Let the world know who you are and be proud of that. And it, the thing, the thing, the other thing I want to add and then ask about is the one thing, there the are a couple things, right? A lot of you, if you're starting a startup, you are a thought leader because you're doing something hopefully in a different way than anyone's ever done before, right? And you read all these articles, sometimes you see people on TV and you're like, how do they get that person as the quote unquote expert on this topic? They get that person because that same editor 
previously did a story and you would talk to them and they're like, oh, let's call Nick Desai and ask him about this. Renee, my wife, and we are not, you know, uh, I think people on this show know my politics are at the very, are at the left end of the spectrum. I live in Los Angeles, California, but Renee was a guest numerous times on Neil Cavuto on Fox. Right. And he was very fair to her and asked her questions at the early days of the pandemic. How did he know her? Because they had covered, hey, Renee. I mean, they had covered heel. Right. So, Nicole, um, talk about people have individual stories. Right. You're a Latino. I'm a first generation immigrant. How do you make those personal stories an effective part of the PR story? It's from day one, Nick. You know, I don't know if you recall, but the very first time we sort of decided to engage and work in, on the PR, I sat with you and Renee and I just asked you a ton of questions, both about your background, why you built Heal, you know, why this was important to you. And then in the back of my mind, I thought, okay, so the journalist's work that I'm reading, they care about um, minorities doing business, they care about minorities creating access to healthcare. Okay, so how do I, it's, it's like trying to set up the, it's like the right people on a date. Well, I know this person's looking for this kind of person, right? So I think about that when it comes to media and I work with my team to make sure that we're looking at um, recent stories and saying, you know what, Nick should be in Authority Magazine and here's the theme, here's why. You know what, oh my gosh, Renee, she's an incredible mother and she, you know, she has a diverse background and she's a founder. She should be on these four or five podcasts. So really thinking about that, the only way to do that is to extract that information from you from day one so that when I'm out pitching, I'm doing it from all different facets, not just, hey, this is Heal. You should get to know the technology. Yep. Um, okay. And I'll make one last point uh, before plugging Nicole and then asking you for my hot take, as I do at the end of this, uh, at the end of all of these. Um the, the thing I want to say about this that, that I think is really important is that all human beings have work to do, and editors are busy people. And if you craft, a person like Nicole will help craft and create a story, that editor can go, oh, okay, I get the angle, I want to write it, and then it turns into a thing, right? And that is why you want her or someone like her. And again, the link is below. I, I, whether you use Nicole or not, you should do PR. It is the most effective investment you will make in the early stages of your startup. Nicole, my hot take question for you, and for those that don't know, Nicole knows more about football than you will ever know because she's been involved with the Raiders for so long. Nicole, who wins this year's Super Bowl? What are the two teams that make it? And uh, what are the two teams that make it and who wins? Well, we're out of the playoffs. Well, so the Raiders are out, know. So, you, but you got to pick. Charger? Chargers are out. I mean, the Rams. the Rams. Sorry, the Rams. Yes. Sorry, I was thinking L.A. I'm like, the Rams. The Rams. I, I'm a big Matt Stafford yes. fan. So. Rams, and who do they play? Do I say, like, Bay Area? Are the Niners still in? No, the remember. Niners are out. Uh, pick an AFC team. Okay. You've got Chiefs. You've got Buffalo, Cincinnati. You know what? Buffalo. Buffalo. Okay. I'm going to go yeah, with Rams, my go hometown Buffalo, Rams too. against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. Thank you, Nicole, and thank you all for listening.